Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. And I'm Matt too. And today we were just discussing like what we're going to do today. And we're, we're learning things, Matt. Well, well, learning is what our business. It, it is. And I'm glad we're learning because we learned today that bills from last session are having work sessions this session. Yeah, so some of these bills that were public hearing had happened and people had provided testimony on these things back in, let's say, May. I don't know, I'm just going to throw a date out there, like May 21st at around 1 p.m. Uh, these bills are now, they may have been tabled. They never had a work session, but now they're being tabled and they've come back. They've, they've risen like a phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> so a couple of these bills, are, we're uh, recording this on January 28th. Uh, some work sessions happening tomorrow about health insurance. That would be the 29th. The 29th. Yep. The cost of health insurance, the LD-178, uh, LD-1607, uh, creating the Department of Early Care and Learning. And a couple from January 30th uh, are going to have work sessions on, on Thursday the 30th. Uh, one is LD-1521 about skill development opportunities for Maine youth. And one is LD-1715, which had a lot of testimony, uh, yeah, reorganizing the provision of services for children with disabilities from birth to five. So, yeah, remember, there are a couple of things in there, folks, about uh, child development services. And there are a couple of bills coming back up about bringing those, um, those learners who are below pre-K somehow into the public education fold. We mentioned last session that since they kicked the can on this, it was going to come back since they decided to punt it well now the punt return is happening so if they're if the punt return is happening and they kick the can where's the can the can is the football ah okay see it's all metaphor got it i imagine this is going to be a good graphic on our facebook post for this pod that would mean someone would have to make that hashtag sounds like work Sounds like work. All right, let's get into what we're doing today. We're well, hang gonna... on a second, Matt. Before we do, what? Before we do, I'm sorry. Did you find the to... can? Did you find the can? Uh, I'm sitting on the can currently. <laughs> okay. And you're welcome, <laughs> it folks. It's your turn. Uh, yeah. So I just want to tell you a quick story. Okay. All right. So, folks, can I can I welcome you into uh, Matt's story corner? Have a seat. Get comfortable. Pull up a chair. Um, I was recently at an event down in Portland uh, for learning about how some, the district of Sokwa in particular is doing some work on integrating uh, new resources to teach Native American studies all throughout the curriculum, especially K to eight in particular. And uh, part of this, event, we, we, we talked about this before. Um, we, you actually talked with uh, Julie Smythe, who was leading a uh, SEL conference back in the summer and she's one of the she's the person who's on leading this down there. Um, and Julie's one of our, if not our, biggest fan. There's some debate as to who is uh, she claims that she is, and uh, who am I? Who are we to debate whether or not she is or not? Fair. So after this event, uh, myself and Julie and a few other folks were going to be heading out to a just a dinner to just a what's that word? Oh yeah, eat. And I get into the car. And she turns the car on and looks at me and says, watch this. And what comes on the radio? Our little podcast. 
Nice. It was the la- it was the last thing she was listening to, and so Julie, thank you so much. We love you, Julie. Absolutely, that's awesome. It was just it, it, she was she like it was like literally a mic drop moment where she just kind of backed up one like boom, biggest fan. I'm listening to you literally as you're in the car, which nice. I will say was very strange for me. <laughs> oh, was it really? Uh, says the person who does not edit any of these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to these more than probably anybody. Yeah. So again, if you see us out in the wild, let us know that you listen and we'll either get a picture of you or if you happen to be driving by and you see us and you're listening to us, ask us to get in the car and we'll just get in the car with you and just go to wherever you're going because uh, that's what we do. Uh, just to be clear, that's what Matt does. And here ends Matt's story corner. Thank you very much for joining us on this particular uh, episode. Let's preview a bill. I guess, I guess so, that's what we're supposed to do, not get into my story time, that's fine. Matt's just pushing me on the road, that's feeling valuable. <laughs> so February 6th, public hearing. Uh, some have been postponed to this day because of weather we had recently. Uh, so there's only one new bill that we haven't previewed yet. Uh, this is LD 1999. Prince. An act to amend the Maine Education Savings Program. This is one of my uh, favorite ones, Matt. Well, I, I can imagine why one of the reasons why it's one of your favorites because it's all about funding and finance. Oh, well, I thought that was just assumed at this point with us. You know what happens with assumptions. <laughs> that sounds, also sounds like us. <laughs> yes, especially uh, so the first part. What does this one do? Uh, it amends the Maine Education Savings Program by, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they eliminate the word must, so they create the word may. So they'll say that the authority, the, the finance authority of Maine may invest or cause to be invested money from the program fund and financial institutions located in the state to the extent determined reasonable by the authority. So before the law said you have to, that the, that the authority, the finance authority of Maine has to invest in institutions, financial institutions located in Maine, in the state. Now, it's optional. And that is it. Now, I'm assuming that this means a state-based, you know, any, any organization in the state, not just like governmental financial institutions, correct? I would. Yeah, okay. I agree with that, that answer. Yes. <laughs> this only has, I don't know. This only has one sponsor, which seems a little light. It is submitted it by the Finance Authority of Maine. So it's in order to so the Finance Authority of Maine wants more flexibility in how they can um, where they can put their money for investment. As opposed to only in state, now they can really go anywhere. Yeah, well, if they're organizations that want to come in from out of state and do something here People but they're not hawaii. They're hawaii or wyoming or djibouti okay that uh, so. i i'd say those three places are are heavily invested in maine or will be soon uh that's not they should be hell yeah that's all that's all there is we have no more public hearings we're gonna keep going because we have some uh some reviewing to do but that's the only new bill as of time of recording yeah, it's a mishmash pod today, folks. We've got story corners, we've got preview hearings, and we got testimony review. 
and we're gonna let's do that one next. So we're gonna review the testimony from the 22nd and 23rd. Uh, three if I bills. may, we're gonna go from the preview to we're gonna pivot, pivot to the testimony review. I like it. Thank you. Let's do the first one, LD 1878. This one is about adjuncts. Yeah, we talked about this one. This was the one where it talked about um, how are adjunct professors being used or not used <laughs> or overused or used hopefully and, not abused and abused. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. This one had 23 pieces of testimony, uh, most of it by current adjunct professors and right. A couple of a couple of bigger ones that I want to chit chat about. Uh, the first one is about the MEA. They said apparently there are two reports, and we talked about the the reports that came out a little bit. And this was one of the ones with two. One was from the University of Maine system, and one was from the community college system. And the MEA said, "Yeah, the U Maine one. Yeah, you're good. We got a little some minor issues. Uh, your community college one." Uh, you're a bunch of liars, Matt. Uh, uh, but we're, yeah. we're, we're what? They, no. went, they went hardcore on it. They, they kind of did. They, they kind of did. They, 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 they have, however, we have deep concerns about the report prepared by the community college system for this committee. Hmm. Hmm. What, were, what were some of those concerns? Well, one of them was that there was this uh, committee that was supposed to be taking place, the Higher Ed Systems Coordinating Committee, uh, uh, or excuse me, the Public Higher Ed Systems Coordinating Committee. And it turned out it only met once behind closed doors where they had to file a Freedom, Freedom of Information Act in order to get the notes. And then the notes said they didn't even talk about the stuff they were supposed to. Um, the first two things that came to my mind were a uh, and oh yep uh oh so i was reading them in order on the website and the mea came first and then later down the, the list came the uh, community college response to this and their testimony and yep. they were they were testimony uh neither for nor against and they said a, a lot of the stuff we talked about last time this costs too much we'd be happy to talk about it but it's going to cost a lot in fact, you know what, Matt, it's going to cost a lot if we actually, you know, paid these people a living wage and gave them insurance. You know, Matt, it would, it would cost a lot. So you're saying what now? What's, what's, their, what's their argument? I'm missing it. I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, they were super passive aggressive wow. in this report, basically saying it's cost too much. And unless you guys give us more money, we're basically there's there's no way we're going to do this and all the adjunct testimony was like we love what we do this is amazing work we love it we also don't get paid at all so i have to do this job Freedom. and another job and another job in order to get some insurance i have to do this and i'm working 10 times as hard as i should which i don't think is is fair right i mean you want to pay your workers a living wage for God's sakes. And if the community sure. college is saying, we don't have the money for this. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about that instead of screwing your employees, basically. Hmm. So uh, I, I don't know why that humane can do it, but the community colleges can't. So how about you put some people around a table and start talking about it? 
Sounds like an opportunity for a task force. I love them because then we get some whereases. We get whereases. We get possibly emergencies as well. I, I, this is this is this is very this is very dramatic, very dramatic testimony that happened that uh, that unfurled for this, which I wasn't really expecting. Mm-mm, not at all. Just kind of expected there to be some. Here's these facts. Here's these facts. Here you go. And yet it came down to uh, some some real personal stuff happening here. <laughs> fireworks early in the session i like it what's it going to be yeah. like in april i wonder oh they're, they're just i, I think they're just going to quit at that point it's going to say whatever not even bothering testimony we're, we're done we're tired no i i meant the the committee not us <laughs> oh no they'll be completely invested <laughs> oh wait that sounds oh not like us either okay no no, no that's not us all right, let's move to the next one. The next one is LD 1916. This was the one about homeless and foster care kids graduation rates. And I'm, I'm assuming that everyone was pretty much opposed to this. <laughs> there was one that was had some issues with it, but the DOE had like the longest testimony with a bunch of things on how to strengthen the bill even more, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, they said they'd done some work with uh, the, the company New Beginnings that really yeah. submitted the bill. And they have some ideas to make this even better, uh, which was really good. And all, the, all the testimony was in favor. Uh, Main Principles Association was not against it, but not exactly for it either. No, that, they came down to money. They said, we're not really sure. We think this is going to add some additional costs and maybe some additional responsibilities. So we're, we're on, kind of on the fence with this one. Right. So yeah, I would, what I got from the DOE testimony too, was that, uh, yeah, we're working on this. Yeah. And it's, a, the, and you're right. We need to work on this. We need to make it better. And one of the things right. that, that I liked the most was, you know, this, if this is good for kids that are in foster care or, or experiencing homelessness, uh, why isn't it good for all kids? So let's make it this bill for all. Kids. Yeah. I was like, well, obviously it seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. I do also do like the continued focus on just kids with who are homeless or in foster care, because it really makes sure that if we just lump in with all kids, yeah, it's good for all kids. It's still easy for those kids to fall through cracks. Right. So by making it specific about those kids in, in a direct need, that matters a lot. I think so too. Anything else on that one? Nope. Okay. Let's go to our last one of the day. It's LD 1918. It's about reserve funds. Of certain school organizational structures. So only five pieces of testimony on this one, because like us, probably nobody understands the money part. Uh, but they're all said good ideas. And here are some ways to make it better. Yeah, this was the one, if you remember correctly, um, that... You know, generally speaking, school boards have a reserve fund, but those reserve funds can only be used for capital, capital expenditures if construction projects or a new roof or something like that happens. This bill was designed to open it up to allow for some educational purposes. And one of the examples that we use in this podcast was if a student, after the budget is designed and voted on, if a student were to move into the district and need uh, individual or out of district placement costs for, for their special education needs, which the school district has to accommodate, then that's an exceptional cost that wasn't budgeted for. Without these reserve funds, 
they would have to come out of the existing budget, which would mean it would take already budgeted monies away from something. This would say, well, no, you can create a reserve fund for those situations for, or a situation like that. Sounds good to me. Everybody else likes it too. Yeah, the, the exception was the main municipal association. They were neither for nor against. I think part of their concern had to do with uh, these uh, public funds being expended without a vote. And you brought that up mm -hmm. as a potential uh, testimony problem or potential negative of this side in our preview pod. So kudos to you for being that prescient. Aww. My assumption is when they talk about this bill and put it through... Uh, it'll be amended. Like, like most bills are slightly amended with the information that they get. Speaking of amendments, we also had some public hearings and work sessions, and now we're to the point where they're voting on some of these bills. And yesterday, January 27th, we had our first committee votes, Matt. Ah, ah it's how, do, how those go? Well, pretty much I always remember when we started doing this last year that we were like, Ooh, what does divided report mean? What does, what does ant div rep mean? And now it's just like, yeah, I can, you can see all of these coming. So going through them one by one here, uh, LD 1855, which was an act to include student absences for mental health or behavioral health needs as excusable absences, divided report. Not a surprise. Not a surprise at all. 1894, an act to incentivize the purchase of electric public school buses, divided report. That's also not a surprise. No. Uh, the next two were both ought to pass as amended. Uh, 1858, an act to protect teachers from professional teacher certificate endorsement changes. We kind of anticipated this, that it's fair for teachers, but there needs to be some, probably some language changes in there a little bit. Right. Uh, and 1860, which is an act to establish a process for the consideration and implementation of changes to school curricula. So also ought to pass as amended makes total sense. And we don't have those amendments yet. We don't, but I am looking to see if I have one of one of our moles may have found this. We have moles. We have sources. We do have we sources. Have, we have sway and pull in this, and we really don't have sway or pull. We just not not any of those things. That's no. very true. So one of I'm the things sure that our that our that our that our people who we're calling moles appreciate being called a mole. <laughs> I'm sure this person would actually. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> secrets. We have secrets. Uh, <laughs> One of the things we talked about with this one was there was some concern about uh, potentially skipping a public hearing for, for some of these bills right. uh, that, that come through. And that came up quite a bit. Uh, so one of the amends, amendments is that they're going to have a public hearing before the review into the work session. They will then send it to the review committee and then have a work session on it and then they'll be able to talk about it. So basically, it's not more efficient is what my mole was saying, but my response is it definitely gives the committee more information about what is happening. It gives the committee more information, and I think what this also does in a way, this, this 
what, what one thing I do like about this bill, and I always have, is that it does provide more stakeholders a voice in the legislative process as it's actually happening. Right. You know, as of right now, what happens is a bill gets produced, you have the testimony, you can submit that, and then it goes to work session. And if you, you know, they have to go with what they're given, this actually allows more people or stakeholders to say, well, let's just slow this down because a lot of us are already doing this kind of stuff. So a couple of the other things, uh, they are going to add a maximum date of the session for when any of these bills can come up. So the, so the oh. bill can get to this committee. Uh, that date was not established, but they're going to figure that out with the DOE. That's a good idea also. We talked about that. What if these bills you know, start in January and go right through June? That committee does a heck of a lot of work. So that if so, I'm guessing that if if something major or substantive, uh, substantial, excuse me, would come up and it's post that deadline, then it would be tabled until the next session. I would assume so because I can't really see anything major in the curriculum realm. If you're going to adjust curriculum, there's nothing that major that urgent that would need to come up. So they're just going to try to tighten that timeline. I think so the committee can go through all of those particular bills that are coming up. Okay. That, make, that makes sense to me. And you'd get information from, from the public hearings because as I said, one of the amendments was they'd still have the public hearings before it goes to this committee. Uh, so they'd have more information also. And this uh, bill is limited to just the learning results in those areas. It's not in other areas of what could be like, you know, going to immunization, let's say. It doesn't go into that area, which has nothing to do with learning results or the instructional program of the school. It has to do with other things, other sides of the, of the school management, which could be more emergency and could come up later on. Correct. This would just be about, stay in the lane curriculum. of curriculum instruction and standards. Stay in your lane. That is the idea. Yeah. You organizations out there who go outside of lanes or you drivers on the highway who like to drive in the middle of the highway. What is that? I know. Once you get one of those newfangled things that uh, beep when you're out of lane. Anyway. That's why, I, that's why I really want one of those uh, self-driving cars. Stay in the lane. I can take a nap. I feel safer. So the last thing on this one, <laughs> there would be a, the standing committee, and they would uh, report to the committee before the work session, and that would be, it's here on the notes as a transparent report. So I don't know if that gets released publicly. I would assume that that would be part of the, the idea so the committee doesn't meet in like private or in secret that sure. whatever report they have actually comes out uh, at the beginning of the work session, and then the committee decides what to do with it or not. Hmm. So pretty good notes, I thought. I thought that was all pretty fair. No, that's very helpful. Uh, the whole thing went on for about 20 minutes. So uh, a lot of these seemed very reasonable amendments. They clearly talked through a couple of them, and they moved on with their day just like that. So very much not immunizations then? Uh, not yet. Okay. But you never know. Uh, that's all we got so far. That's it. And for where we're at in the session so far, if you want to connect with us, you got questions for us, or you just want to say hi, follow us on Twitter at Maine Ed Matters on Facebook, facebook.com slash Maine Education Matters. Uh, if you don't want to remember those things, just go to our website, maineeducationmatters.weebly.com. On there, we also have our updating live 2020 
Bill's spreadsheet that you can go and see not only what's been on, we've been covered so far, what public hearings have had, where they are in the work session, where they are in the legislative process. Uh, we actually work pretty hard to keep that thing updated. And by we, I mean uh, Matt. Yes, absolutely. I mean Matt also. Yes. It's one of us. We just don't know who. That's the benefit of having Matt and Matt. Yeah, my guess is that Matt updates this frequently. Matt does. I'm pretty confident that Matt does. Matt is a regular updater. I think, uh, I think we're done until uh, next week now. I think we are. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.